Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Curious Pod. I am your host, Tajay, and let's get curious. Hey, what's up, you guys? And welcome back to Curious Pod episode 10. We are at 10 episodes, which is freaking insane. I cannot believe that I made it to 10 episodes throughout this whole time. And it's been a crazy few uh, couple months. So I'm just really excited that we made it to episode 10. So like I said, welcome back to Curious Pod. If it's your first time listening, hey, what's up? Welcome to Curious Pod. If it's not your first time listening, then welcome back, friend. Thanks for tuning in. Let's just knock out this awareness check because y'all know we got a lot to talk about today. Once again, if you are doing something right now, just put whatever you're doing down if it's possible. If not, then listen to the podcast for later because I want you to be aware with me um, during this whole experience. So let's do this uh, awareness check, everyone. Take three deep breaths. One, two, three. Close your eyes. All right, all right. So if you are still breathing, take your time. Go ahead and pause the episode. If not, welcome back from your awareness check, friend. So anyways, uh, welcome back, everyone. It's been a crazy week. Um, my job right now, we are doing a toy drive. So I don't know if it's because we're in the pandemic or I don't know, you know, if it's because people was harsh or just opened so much during the pandemic, but people are donating a lot of toys. So we're really busy at my job running around. I'm in the gym literally sometimes all day just packing toys for kids. And like, it's almost, it's really fun though. I really enjoy it. It's like sometimes I lose track of time and I forget what I'm doing and I forget not necessarily what I'm doing, but I'm just so into it to where like, I'm like really enjoying it. And it's almost like you're like shopping for kids. So basically how it works is people take angel tree tags from the trees, um, that Christmas trees that we put up at the malls and around all different types of companies and even in our own building. Um, and people buy toys for, for the kids. So they put like what the kid likes, like whether it's like cars or hot wheels or, remote control cars or games or crafts or anything. And then they get what they get. And people do also do like bikes and stuff too. So people get whatever they can and whatever, you know, feels right to them to get the child and they bring the tag to the center. And so then once that's done, we take all the angel tags and the presents and then we put them in the bags. But we have more, even more stuff in the gym from previous years or people, uh, you know, some people just donated just extra toys and then we kind of go shopping for them. So we have like a clothes section. We have a toy section for like six months uh, to like two for like four years. Um, we have a place for 12 year olds, 11 year olds. We have a place for everything. We have a place for action figures, Legos. You know, we have a place for literally everything and we add to it. And it's just really nice to be able to be a part of it and be able to give. And it just shows me, you know, how I'm so grateful to be in the position where like, of course, like I'm not making it big like that, but I am able to help people that are you know, less fortunate than me. And it's really nice to do that and be able to work at a place where we do that and not just for the toy drive. Like we do so many other different things out in the community. And I think it's just really cool. 
Yeah, I've been just doing that, um, getting ready for camp next week. Just been, you know, just super busy. I really wanted to dive into this episode with just a few things. So one, I wanted to segue into us talking about how focusing on the little things that make you happy. And I think that's just very important. That's something that I've been trying to do. I actually wrote that in the beginning of the month. When I was writing in my journal, I wrote about focusing on the little things that make me happy. And I do want to share one of those with you. That'll be a little segment, I guess. Like, what are little some little things that make you happy? One thing that I love, and a lot of you guys probably know, I love TikTok. It's really fun. I literally have to limit myself on how much TikTok I watch a day. And I don't watch TikToks. I try not to watch them Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Thursday I'll watch a couple, um, but I have to limit myself because I will just scroll and scroll and scroll, and I make them, so... If you do have a TikTok, you can follow me at TJ is me with two E's and an underscore. I post on there frequently. I post with my sisters, my cousins and everything. But I just wanted to say that I have really been obsessed with singing TikTok. I love finding underrated people that sing on TikTok. I think it's so cool because they have an outlet to put themselves out there because not everybody can go get like a record label or like not everybody can have a place where, you know, like you record music or that's like a sound booth or just nobody has, not everybody has access to that. And TikTok makes it to where, you know, you can do that. And I think that's so cool. I found so many different people that sing very well. Um, One in particular, I've been he has a song that's coming out and it's so freaking good. His name is Jamie Mill Music. Oh my gosh, his mu- he has a song coming out and it's it's just so good and all his music is just so relatable and I think that I like his TikToks because he really you can tell he really enjoys singing. Um, he really enjoys doing what he's doing. And I've been following him since he had like not even that many followers. And now to see him growing and like growing his music and like growing his platform, it's just, it's really cool. And he has this one song that's coming out. It's so good. I mean, if you go to his TikTok, you'll see it. It's probably one of the first TikToks he has where he reacts to it or he's showing somebody it. And it's just such a good song. And his his songs are just all so relatable. Yeah, definitely singing TikTok is a vibe. If you ever just have time and you have TikTok, go on singing TikTok. You'll love it. Um, Also, I like cooking TikTok too. Um, It's really fun to watch people make things. And also, I learn new recipes and new things. And um, I also like watching those TikToks where like people are like, organizing like their bathroom it'll start off like oh setting up for a slumber party for my nephew and his teenage friends and they put like face mask and all types of stuff and then they have little containers to put all this like stuff in and it's just so cool like to see that i don't know it's just satisfying i guess to watch that but anyway so besides that those are that's just one little thing that's been making me happy definitely tiktok just just watching TikTok in general. It's just it's just really fun. And like I said, I try to limit myself as much as possible, but it's hard because you just start swiping and then you just can't stop. What I really wanted to dive into this episode talking about is uh, childhood, because I think that's something that people don't realize that affects us mentally, physically, just everywhere. Like it just affects us so much. And I feel like as a child, there's so many like things that we do. There's so many. We're growing so quick. Like we literally start growing like in the womb. Like we start growing and we start aging, and you know, it, it, things just go so fast. Like I'm thinking now, like I'm 25, 
my brother is about to be 18 next year. He just turned 17. And my sister is about to be 10 in December, or at the end of December, the 21st, which is next week, I think. Yeah, it's just so crazy to like see my siblings grow. And that had me thinking about myself. It's like, you know, there's so many things in our childhood that we black out, you know, whether it's like the bad things or whether it's just anything. I mean, you you know, sometimes you just don't think about it anymore. You don't think about the good times anymore. You don't think about experience that you had as a child anymore. And that goes back into your subconscious. So I feel like something that I'm trying to work on, especially within myself, is trying to like, you know, pull those memories out of my subconscious and like literally dive into my subconscious mind and try to figure out like okay like who was I as a child like what I like to do like I don't even really you know you remember bits and pieces that people like remember but it's like you yourself like sometimes like you just block that stuff out because you're like oh I was just a child like that was just whatever but we don't realize that in the first like two to three years of childhood it's just very important it's just very important and that's how you see like you know how adults think oh that's a child they won't hear or they won't know but kids see learn and just copy and mimic so many things that you do but something I wanted to talk about with childhood was I think this was like high school and it it was just a dark time for me Um, especially with I guess my own internal battles with like me coming out as who I want to be and like me struggling with school, but also me not really putting forth the effort and me just not really caring and, you know, and not believing that I am a smart kid. Like I am a really good kid. And I was just really in a dark place. And I wanted to actually segue into talking about, you know, the dream world and how as a young kid, you have so many dreams and so many night terrors and you just, you know, trying to think about it because you're afraid and you're in fear. And, you know, it's just something that, a lot of kids growing up, like having just bad dreams, is something you're genuinely afraid. Um, and I had a specific dream when I was in high school. Um, and I, like I said, this was a dark time for me, a really dark time. And the dream, I don't remember much. I've been trying to piece it together um, week by week and try to figure it out. But in the dream, all I remember is, if anybody doesn't know, like back when slavery was a thing, the nooses that people will get put around their neck to get hung. So I, I remember that image specifically. And then if you've seen Insidious, um, the little time clicker that they do to go into the further, um, it's almost like in the dream, it felt like it was a time clicker, but it was like a bell noise in a way. And in the dream, which I'm just not finding out this is a dream because I thought it was real, I ran to my parents' room like screaming, like in fear and like really screaming. And I have, you know, my parents were like, you know, ignore that it's nothing go back to bed it's nothing like just like ignore it like da, 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 like really gave me a hard time for it so I went back to sleep and I realized that the next day I didn't say anything about it I didn't talk about it I thought it really happened I thought it wasn't a dream I thought it was real so recently throughout all this time I thought it was real I talked to my mom about it and she was like that never happened. And I was like, what? I was like, that never happened. And she was like, yeah, like that. If that would have happened, I would have been worried. I would have been trying to figure out like what, you know, what's going on? Like what's happening right now? And I think that in that time, like I said, I was in a dark place, but me looking at it now and her telling me that she doesn't remember that is 
so crazy and it just shows like how powerful dreams are and as a kid especially me being as spiritual as I am now I think that was something I was battling with um I was battling with uh I was having a essentially a spiritual battle inside me where you know not to get super dark but I just want to you know I'm open honest everybody um I wanted to take my life and I wanted to just be done um, I wanted to just be like, you know, I'm over it. I don't want to be, you know, I feel like I'm not worth it. I didn't have any self-worth. I didn't want to do anything. And, you know, that's where I was having those internal battles where I was having those night terrors and I was having those dreams. And there was one time where I even had a ghost encounter. Um, I was in my old house washing dishes. It was like almost like one in the morning. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever been to New York, but when you go to New York, I never been, but everybody knows, everybody says that when you go to New York, people bump into you or like they're rude to you or they like, you know, knock your shoulder or something when they're walking past you. And I turn around at one in the morning, everybody's dead sleep. And I walk and it felt like something just no air, nobody next to me, nothing just bumps me and like bucks my shoulder. And when I tell you guys, that was the scariest I think I've ever been as a kid. Um, and I pushed that away in my subconscious too. I do talk about it. Some people do know about it, but that was just like one of the crazier ghost encounters that I've ever like had or like spirits that I've ever like bumped into. Um, and honestly, you know, I think the whole main purpose of me telling you guys is that is that, you know, just like finding the light um, in that darkness, you know, finding a reason to not want to essentially not be in this world anymore. Um, finding a reason to figure that out because in that moment and even after that dream, like it sh- shook me a little bit. I'm like, okay, like, whoa, like what am I doing? Like, I have so much purpose. I am loved by so many people. I have one of the best families in the world that's very supportive. And, you know, that's when I start going to church. And that's when I start becoming a youth leader. And that's when I start growing and sharing and, like, really trying to, like, be the best version of myself. And I think it's just, you know, very important. Even though you're in the darkest tunnels like I was, there's always light. You just have to unfog your eyes and you know find it and it sometimes it takes a while and it did take me a while and it was just those small steps of okay going to church okay finding someplace I enjoy okay wanting to lead wanted to be of help to other people that may be going what I'm going through um and now I'm here in this spiritual being and just you know being one the best trying to be and trying to help others be the best version of themselves and you know I think it's just very important to like, you know, realize that. And, and at that time it thinking about it too, I get the chills all the time because it's just, it's just really scary that I allowed myself to get there. And of course, you know, of course that was childhood and, you know, things happen for a reason and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, it just shows like, you know, how you can almost have those essentially near death experiences when you're not feeling or feeling worthy of like your best self. Anyway, so yeah, I just want to share that because I think it's just very important, you know, that I'm and I'm opening with everybody and I want everybody to know I wasn't going to say what it was, but I just want everybody to know that like, you know, sometimes you get to those moments where you're like, I can't do it. You know, I can't be here, but you can and you, you there's a light somewhere and you will find that light and you will be the 
best version of yourself and you'll begin to love yourself and you'll begin to know what self-love is. And, you know, that's something that I, to this day, kind of struggle with, but I've gotten so much better at it. So on a lighter note, I did want to talk about another dream I had. This dream is still a little crazy. So if anybody did know me back before I was at the Croc Center, I worked at a restaurant. Started off as a busboy, had the passion to want to be a server, and I wasn't ready. I didn't know that. So then after a while, I actually did become a server, and I loved my job. It was nice. My boss catered to me. She loved me. She just did everything in her power to train me and grow me and to have me be a leader and be able to lead and, you know, hold down the restaurant while she's gone. And there was a specific time, I guess I want to start from like maybe like eight months into being a server where things started to change and I started to notice things and become aware of things that I'm like, okay, like, whoa, like what's going on? I want to start off by saying that a little Pretty backstory. Me and my friend went to this girl's house and that was her friend. And we went over there and we were talking about just like life and da da da. da. And she's very spiritually connected. Um, she can read the room, she can read energy. This was before I even thought about even getting into spirituality. I was telling her about my job. And I was telling her how I had a dream, a specific dream. And the dream um was I've you know, when you become a server, you get well, at least I have server dreams. I would have nightmares. I would be at the restaurant and I'd be by myself running around going crazy and nobody would be there to help me. It would just be me running the restaurant and people are angry at me. People are upset with me. People are just like pissed. So I've been having those dreams constantly and I was telling her about it because she's spiritual and she knows a little bit about dreams. So I was like, why not? Let me share something about myself let me share you know whatever so i'm telling her the dream and so i'm telling her about those dreams that i was having in this specific moment it was an opposite of that dream so i got, actually got off work early in the dream and i'm walking to my car in this when and I, when I talk about this story i get the chills to this when i tell you guys my biggest fear is snakes we know this this giant big thick black snake in like not even like anaconda big, I'm talking like thicker, almost like a giant slug, um, was like slithering towards me, and I'm like shook, like I and I could feel kind of my body tense up in the dream, but also in real life, and I'm like shook, and I jump on top of my car and I'm screaming, and then my boss comes out of the restaurant and she's like, no, like it's okay, don't be scared, the snake is with me, like this is my pet, like that's my pet snake, and when I told the girl the story. She was like, you need to leave that job. And I was like thinking like, huh? Like what? Like I need to leave the job. This is my source of income frame. I've just been on, I this job has allowed me to go on trips. I'm able to travel. I'm able to, you know, just really enjoy life right now. Like leave my job. What? She's like, you need to leave that job. And she was like, you work with money, huh? And I was like, yeah, like I always close the doors. And she was like, your boss left you in charge recently, Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and you ha- were in charge of the till, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you need to just, she's like, I, I mean, I can't tell you to leave. And you're not going to do what I'm going to say, but you need to just be aware and pay attention to how she moves. And, you know, she might blame me for something or she might treat you a certain way or, or something. She was like, but just be aware of, you know, just watch. So I'm like, okay. Like, you know, after that, we start talking about other stuff. And she said the snake represents 
just bad energy in the Snake River Residence Betrayal and all this other stuff. And honestly, it didn't leave my mind. I was still in my mind. I was like, okay, like, you know, whatever. Months go by, you know, I'm just ignoring it. Nothing happens. It's like after the eight months, it's like six more months. I'm like, okay, like, you know, nothing happened. Like, I'm like, whatever. So then um, there was one time where I was working and I got, I was super sick. Like I like was just, my stomach was just turning and I was willing as fast as I can. And I was telling my boss, I was like, Hey, like, I don't feel good. Like I need to, I need to go home. Like, I feel like I want to throw up. And then she's like, you know, we're still running the restaurant. Da, da, da. So then I go to the back and I throw up in the sink. And then I'm to my boss, I was like, I just threw up. Like, I don't feel good. And then she's like, you know, doing whatever. And I'm trying to, I remember I'm trying to bust a big table and I see her and the other staff looking at me and talking about me. And I'm like, whoa, my stomach's hollow. I don't feel good. And I'm just like being talked about in the corner for some reason. I don't know what's going on. So then I go home or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. So then weeks go by. And she posts a schedule. And, you know, before that, I was working my regular serving days. I was working my regular shifts. And so then a couple weeks go by and I look at my schedule. And I'm just scheduled on Saturdays for two hours just to, like, mop the restaurant back to back. And I'm like, okay, something's wrong. So that next Saturday, I meet with her. I talked to her and she was like, oh, well, she was like, you know, and that's when I I had two jobs at the time. I was working. I actually just got hired at the croc. So I was balancing the croc and the restaurant. I was working with kids and then also, you know, serving. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. But and she was like, you know, I could just see that, you know, you're a little distracted for some reason. I think, you know, she's like, thank God it's not drugs or alcohol or anything serious. I can tell that your heart is with the croc. And, she, and I was like, yeah, like it is. And I was, and she was like, you know, and I don't want you to think that, you know, you're in trouble or anything. But I'm just telling you, like, you know, I want to retrain you on everything that you know to make sure, like, you're good on the floor. Da, 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 da. So I, t- I think about it for a second. I'm like, you know what? I said, you know what? I, I At this point, I said, I'm just going to put in my two weeks now. I said, I've been, you know, really contemplating leaving and I don't want to. But just this environment is hostile for me. I just, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I feel like I'm being talked about. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to put in my two weeks. So then that next Saturday was one of the best shifts I worked as a server um, in a while. And when I tell you, it just it just felt so different. It felt like I was like releasing and letting go of something that was almost not necessarily toxic, but just when I talked about overstaying your welcome and a couple episodes ago, I think I was overstaying and getting too comfortable. And that's why people tell you that it's, you know, okay to stay somewhere. But sometimes when you work somewhere for a long time or be somewhere without growth, you can be stuck and it can feel stagnant and then you get uncomfortable and then, you know, things start to switch up and people start to switch up on you. And, you know, not, this is not to bash her or the restaurant. Like, you know, it's life. It happens. And you're sometimes you're not aware of what you're doing, you know, especially when people see you doing it. So definitely this is no harm to bashing the restaurant at all. I love it there. I still go by and visit. I love chef. Um, she is, you know, a really hardworking woman and she owns the business by herself and she's doing everything by herself. And, you know, she's really doing a lot by herself. So I definitely, you know, still support them. And, you know, I 
do want to come in one day and guest serve. She's been trying to get me to come in forever, and I'm really down because it's you know it's nice to kind of touch your old roots and get back into having a sense of urgency. Because at the crock, the only time you have a sense of urgency is when there's an event or something big going on, like a toy drive. And even at work, you have a sense of urgency, but you can go at your own pace. Um, but with being a server, you're constantly on your feet, constantly taking orders, constantly doing something. So basically, my whole point in talking about dreams and everything is to just let you guys know that dreams essentially have a meeting. And of course, we have the craziest dreams, but those crazy things that happen in the dreams, they signify something and they mean something. So something that I like to want to actually something that I want to start doing is documenting my dreams in a dream journal. Um, because sometimes when you wake up from your dream, you don't remember anything. And I think that going back and being able to remember a dream, it's just nice. And it's just very important to just self-analyze and be like, okay, like, what does this mean? Like, what is the universe trying to tell me right now? And um, something that I wanted to end the podcast on was just a little moment that I had last week. So basically, if not um, a lot of you guys know, I, my grandma passed away years ago, and I actually wrote a monologue about my grandma for my theater class, but I cannot seem to find it anywhere. It probably got lost, and it made me cry just because I never really knew at that time how to react to death or somebody in your family dying or somebody passing away because I never had that experience before. And that was something that it took me a while to comprehend and to understand. And, you know, especially as a child, you don't really think about that stuff. And that's something that you're not really taught really, uh, which I think should change definitely because I feel like, and it will change in the future because I feel like a lot of kids now are becoming more aware, okay, people die and it's happening all around the world. So, but I think as a kid, when I was growing up, death was never really talked about like that. And so my grandma passed away like years ago. I haven't really been back to the house. My uncles lived there a few years after she passed away. And then, you know, they had to leave the house and they found new places. And I went uh, last Saturday to the uh, waterfront. I went to the waterfront and I went over there to just go chill and like vibe and just hang out by the water. And I was just, I don't know. I was just like, I'm like, I need to be next to some water somewhere, whether it's like a beach or the waterfront. And I just had a thought and I was like, huh, my grandma used to live right down the street. So I went to go drive down the street and this guy's working on the house. So I flip a U-turn. I go to where the house is and I get out the car and this guy's working on the house and he's looking at me and I'm like, hey, I said, sorry to interrupt you. My grandma used to live here and I said, you're working on the house. And then he was like, oh, I actually live here. I just moved here. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. Like, congratulations. And he was asking about my grandma's name and my uncle's names and I was telling him just about, you know, we had a little nice conversation. I said, have a good day and left. And I think that is something that I've needed to do for a long time, not have that conversation, but go to her house because literally when you open the daily laws, each month has a couple of pages before it, before you start getting into the dates. And it talks about the summary of the month. It talks about what you're going to see for those days. It talks about it's so 30 days and it gives you a whole bunch of information about basically what you're going to be noticing and becoming aware of. And so December 7th, the uh, title was The Bullet in the Side. And the reason why I said December 7th is because each day there's like a page and you read the quote up top, you read the day and it gives you a little passage and then it gives you the law for the day. So this one 
But the quote for it is, connect to something larger than yourself. You can try something similar as you, as you age by returning to places of your youth or childhood, feeling the passage of time all around you and connecting this to the eternal cycles of the nature of nature of which you are a part of. And, you know, that going back to my grandma's house that day and then reading that quote is just like, you know, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy how the universe has a way of making things happen. And it wasn't essentially that day that I did that. It was actually that Monday. And I think it was that Monday or Tuesday, where which already the seventh was on. And I read that and I was like, oh, wow. Like, I just did that. Like, I literally just did that. And it, it was just so crazy. So then I talked to my friend Mickey about it. I sent her a voice memo. And literally, the voice memo ended on 555. And if you guys don't know what 555 is, that's an angel number. So the angel number 555, meaning that significant change is imminent. Change is a part of life. And when you see the number 555, something is telling you that a transition is in play in your life and all around you. Every change brings stress it's part of being a human. And it's crazy that it said stress because I'm like, wait, like I did an episode talking about stress and how stress is a mental thing. So it's just like all these different thoughts in my head that, you know, day where I read the book and where I really dove into the daily laws. It's just crazy how like the universe comes in full circle and it has you, you know, knowing that what I'm doing right now was meant to be what I'm doing. And what I'm doing right now is making a change within myself and changing other people's thoughts of looking at life and just, you know, showing people to be the best version of themselves. And that's what I've been doing ever since I started the podcast, trying to find ways to figure out like who I am with diving into my childhood and really dissecting all the dreams that I've been having and really just trying to be aware of signs from the universe. And when I tell you guys, like I said, I wrote it in my journal on the first day of December. And I said, noticing signs from the universe. And literally, I've just been getting so many signs. And literally today, I saw 999, which is super cool. It just basically means that, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. You know, be aware that the universe is here to help you and they're on your team. And something about a relationship or something coming soon. And, you know, not that... That relationship can be anything, whether it's love, whether it's, you know, a new friendship or a new relationship or a new somebody new being a part of your life. So uh, definitely I take all these Android number things with a grain of salt and, of course, don't rely on it like that. But it's just nice to know that, like, what I'm doing is what I'm meant to be doing. So um, that is it for this wonderful episode. I know we got a little dark and a little deep, but, you know. This is honestly diving deep part two. <laughs> so I love you guys so much. Thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast. Thank you to everybody that supports me or just, you know, thank you, just thank you so much to just everybody. And, you know, before I wrap up the episode, I just want to say, um, you know, I'm being really grateful right now um, just because and also a little bit emotional just because this wraps up season one of Curious Pod. Um, thank you to everybody that's supported me through this journey. Thank you to everybody that's been listening, getting feedback. Um, season two will be back the first week of January with a special guest, so two special guests, which I'm really excited for. Um, and, you know, this wraps up season one. I hope you guys enjoyed this series of just, you know, 
talking about self-growth and self-love. And I just want you guys to take away, if anything, if you're setting any New Year's resolutions, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but if you're setting any, definitely just love yourself and just put yourself first and, you know, just continue to be you and the best version of yourself. And, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, and I will see you guys in season two of freaking Curious Pod. You guys are all amazing. I wish you guys all nothing but the best for the holidays. Be safe. And I'm going to be taking these next two weeks to really focus on, you know, more in depth with the podcast, but also just myself, my family, and just the people around me because I'm just so grateful for everyone. So I love you guys. And on that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful night, evening, or morning. And this is Tajay, and I am signing out. You guys have a good one, and happy holidays once again. Bye, guys. Bye.